I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. What's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally, and I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. And like always, I'm joined by my husband and co-host, Josiah. Josiah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Babe, how are you? I'm doing well. We are four weeks away from a baby at the recording of this podcast. Uh, I think we're ready to go. We're excited. We're eager. And we are excited to kind of dive into some fun questions we have. Starting with question number one today, right? Is this the first Definitely. episode? Yeah, yeah. And here's the deal. Um, you'll notice we like to keep ourselves on our toes and you, the listener, <laughs> on your toes and adding valuable content as we mm-hmm. have conversations around reaching the next generation in mm-hmm. our world today. You'll notice every month. Monday, we have brand new episodes and content that launch on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Audible, and YouTube. So, hey, guys, if you're watching and um, also Edify. That's right. So excited about that partnership as well. But we're going a little off script Mm -hmm. today and definitely not a departure from the vision, but we're it's us. It's us. Nobody else is here. You and I. I want to welcome our special guest, Micah Keneally. How are you? I'm doing well. Right back at you. Here we go. <laughs> well, it's it's a joy to come into your homes, your car rides, your commutes, your offices. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about one theme, one That's question, right. one kind of tension to manage within young adult ministry. And I'm going to ask the question and then we'll just take the next 10, 15 minutes to chat about it. Yeah. We'll unpack it of what we may have to offer. <laughs> yeah. And we will start off also by saying we don't have all the answers, but we do want to give it a shot and just allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us and invite him into this conversation as well. And here's the question. It came in through direct messages, mm-hmm. but, uh, came from a young adult pastor who had asked, you know, Mm -hmm. how do you bridge the gap with young adults who grew up in the church and those who aren't churched? And um, (laughs) that's a deep dive question. Does the question make sense to you, Micah? Do you want me to elaborate on it? It does make sense to me. I just don't know if I have all the answers that you want me to answer. <laughs> we have some thoughts and we'll just exchange some ideas, but we're going to talk about just that. How do we maybe have mm-hmm. an approach that essentially is retaining people right. who have grown up in the church in our young adult ministries and also reaching evangelistically those to make disciples who who haven't been maybe. Yeah. So, so how do we have an environment that's, affirming to those who grew up in church, but also welcoming to the outsider, to the new guest. Well, I think one of the first things we can start with is it starts with you as a leader, how you present from a stage and how you cast a vision and how you're pouring into the people who are essentially there. Like we know that we have dreams and visions to reach the unchurch, to get out of the church walls and to, you know, evangelize or to invite and just integrate new people into the ministry and into relationship with Christ. But I would say it starts with the leader. I would say begin to pray that God would bring people that are new, that are in church, but it's also casting vision to the believer who's already there, like the importance of sharing your faith. 
the importance of living out a godly life, the importance of inviting coworkers, inviting yeah. classmates, inviting maybe strangers even to something that is taking place in your church setting, or maybe it's outside of the church walls that they feel more comfortable if there's an invitation to do like a beach bash or a volleyball game or some activity versus going into the church. So you can decrease the fear and increase the curiosity of who you are and why you believe what you believe as a believer. Um, I think that's one one way we can start as leaders is to say, hey, reaching the unchurch is part of our vision, but I need to equip the believers and see that they are confident in sharing, you know, their faith with others. So that's what I initially think of. I agree wholeheartedly. With that, I think that I want to take away the idea that it's either or. Right. I really want to not say that these are pitted at odds with each mm-hmm. other. It's kind of the old question like evangelism or discipleship? And the answer is both. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, so that's the first thing is to look at it as both and Mm -hmm. versus either or. And and even in the frame of the question that came in Mm -hmm. from the leader, I think that the very question itself, how do you bridge the gap? And if you want to bridge a gap like this or any, you need to be willing to be walked on. And I think that we need to be willing to be like Christ in that process. And I just, grabbed my journal and I I drew a visual and I'm not sure how well you can see this and I'm going to describe it for the listener, maybe who's not watching on YouTube, but it is available on YouTube. And it starts with this little dot in the very center of this diagram is Christ is at the Mm -hmm. center of it all. We build on Jesus. Christ is a cornerstone. And then Micah talked about like people who did grow up in church, Lord willing, those are like a core. Mm-hmm. And we we would fall into that as leaders, as listeners, as pastors, as lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. We're a part of the core. And that's people who you can count on to be disciple makers and disciples always make other disciples, but you need to start with that core. So I think that's gathering a core around a table and asking, what do you want this young adult ministry to look like? What could our events look like? Mm -hmm. But you start with the people who maybe did grow up in church. Maybe they are fully devoted followers of Christ, but it's building that core. And then one stage out of that, it is how do we build contagious community? Right. How do we, as a core, as Christ followers, as Christians, how do we build community with each other? This is not just attending. It is attending church together, but it's not only those Mm -hmm. are the people I attend. I'm in their backyards. I'm in their homes. They're in my backyard. They're in my home. And -hmm. it's doing life together. It's doing one-on-one small groups, all of that kind of stuff. And then one step out from that is the crowd and the very outskirts of that is the cause, which is to the ends of the earth. But I think that we start with the core, right? We work outward from the core of inviting people in, mm-hmm. creating events that maybe, to borrow a phrase from Andy Stanley, unchurched young adults would like to attend, mm-hmm. creating environments that both the believer and the pre-believer, right. as Micah likes to say, <laughs> would be attracted to. And I think it's, it's like she said, casting vision from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want me to talk about next? I mean, other thoughts on that? I just think this is important to to equip the people, you know, as leaders that we get to, we get to come alongside the people who are passionate. So I would encourage even find out what is your core passionate about in regards to their their personal gifts. 
Um, if you have somebody who loves hospitality, maybe they run with the hospitality team. If you have somebody who does event planning, do the event plan. If you have somebody who loves coffee, get the barista there, like whatever it is. If you can find people's um, sweet spots. Yeah, the sweet spots and get them plugged in and then invite them in on that core team and be willing to take that risk as a leader to to invite them in on that. I think that's that's awesome. And then when you have somebody who's coming in, it's like, well, I, I love to do coffee too, but I'm not really a part of this young adult ministry. How can I contribute? You're reaching the, the pre-believer or the non-believer before you know you even realize it is getting them involved like what do they have to offer because whether you're a believer non-believer younger older whatever age and stage you are within the young adult ministry you have something to offer and i think sometimes as leaders we can covet or we can hold on to or we can build uh, uh, our ministry or our kingdom and forget that no 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 it's all about christ like josiah said he is he is the thing that's holding this whole thing together. And if he's not, he should be. So maybe just re repositioning our hearts sometimes as leaders, repositioning people sometimes as they're leading alongside you and to help bridge that gap. And to know that I would say like, there's always room at the table. There's always room at the table. So don't become an exclusive group of believers that are never, you know, inviting or never open to somebody else sitting with them, whether it's literally or figuratively um, around the table of Christ or maybe even around the table in our home. So I would say open up the doors of your heart and open up the doors of your home and just see what God does. And the fact that we're having this conversation, I think it it should clue you in on something that this is one of the unique challenges of mm-hmm. young adult ministry of the demographic of 18 to 30 year olds of well mm-hmm. i'm a college student or now i'm graduated <laughs> so i'm a young professional and i'm starting my career or maybe i'm a right. young couple and we're dating engaged or married um there's just a lot of transients and right. so my one mm-hmm. word of encouragement would be simply one word consistency right as a leader we cast vision and we set the tone through our consistency and your consistency does not mean that everyone's going to come every week all of a sudden but your consistency allows people to know that you set the tone, you raise the bar, and then you create opportunities that allow people to get involved at the level that they're comfortable with. Whether they're Mm -hmm. maybe more on the crowd side of things and they're coming and going, Um, maybe they're more diving in deeper into contagious community, contributing to that community and becoming a part of the core, there's that possibility. And I think, Micah, you had shared this of a leadership strategy of the people that we approach for leadership, whether it's Chi Alpha Mm -hmm. on a college campus or when we were in maybe more of a local church setting or some of the things we do with Minnesota Young Adults or even the conference and young adults today side of the things it's we probably watch people get involved for six months yeah before they're tapped on the shoulder to to be more involved in that any thoughts on that you want to yeah i think it's important for you as a leader to have have something in place like if i've come three times and you see that i'm a leader maybe you don't let them lead right away so we always broke it down to something specific you, you need to attend for three months and show that you're consistent, that you are consistent, you are showing up and you have a heart for whatever version of ministry that, you know, you would love to use your gifts in. And then from there, we just look at, are they willing to volunteer? So then you become more of like 
you know, maybe not leading a Bible study necessarily or a group in your home 100% and you leading the biblical principles of that, but maybe it is the coffee cart, maybe it is the event planning, maybe it is the community side of things. And if you have those three months and the next three months, then we'll have the conversation of like, hey, we've seen that your spiritual growth has really taken place. Your heart has really been softened for the Lord. You have really stepped up to the plate. You are you're, you're being spirit led, you're available, you're reliable, and you're, you're willing to, you know, be the hands and feet of Christ. Would you be willing to whatever fill in the blank, that next leadership step could be ours was always, would you want to ever co-lead a Bible study or a life group or a group? group, Um, So we would have the leader and then a newer person more or less would be the co-leader. So the co-leader would have the responsibilities of kind of carrying those awkward moments, getting there, helping prepare, um, Um, the house or the place wherever you're meeting, praying over everything before all the guests come, being one of the first faces that they see of the hospitality team, but then coming alongside the teachings of whatever material you're going through, Bible um, story or uh, verses or studies or whatever you're going through material that you're using. And that co-leader kind of just becomes an Aaron or her to the Moses who's kind of leading the group. And then if you show the three month, three month, three month, by the end of that ninth month, you may be leading your own Bible study with a different co-leader that is your co-leader. So kind of on-ramping people because we don't want to hand over leadership too quickly if we don't know where people are at spiritually. And we're all on a journey. We're never going to be 100% perfect. Don't get me wrong. But we just do want to know that they align with the vision and the values of the ministry, the pastor, Mm. the heart, and the direction of which we're going. And once they show that those signs that they're all bought in, they're in. And whether we have them for two years, four years, or 10 years, we're happy to keep them as long as we can and bless and send them when they go. So there is a process that we have used in the past. And we know not everybody's timeline is the same. So maybe those little timelines have to be a little shorter, wouldn't I be not three months or a nine month process. But if you're, you know, leading on a college campus and a two year school, it might have to be a little smaller. But if you're leading at a church where you know people are going to be around if they're 20 years old showing those signs and they could be there till they're 30 hey hold on to those people and let them let them soar help clip their wings and um that's what i would say to that sorry if that was long but it's so powerful and so helpful and practical too i think is the key and what i pictured as you were talking is uh two things first an airport and then an airplane in an airport, uh, I mean, we've described kind of like the community college setting. Maybe you're on a college campus, maybe you're in a local church, but young adult ministry or campus ministry, um, with us, it's Kyle Fed at a community college. It can yeah. feel like a airport right. at, at sometimes where maybe we're um, <laughs> kind of a catch-all, kind of a place where people are laying down, they're catching some rest, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're waiting to catch a flight. Mm-hmm. Right? right? You've described it that way. Yep. They're lounging, waiting to catch a flight, waiting for them to be called over the intercom to take their seat on the plane. So, <laughs> and, and it's kind of a holding pattern season. Young adulthood can be for a lot of people while right. they're waiting to learn the life skills or to have that break in their career and the launch. But I think that what she just mm-hmm. described of this process of onboarding, maybe some people call it growth track, however you approach it for leadership, discipleship, mm-hmm. and mentorship, it's kind of this four-part thing of 
Jesus is the pilot. He's at the center of it all. And we're invited mm-hmm. to take the reins as that pastor, as that disciple, or as that mentor, as that leader. Mm-hmm. And then we get to invite people into kind of be the co-pilot. And what it looks like is you've probably heard this before, but it's kind of this four parts of disciple making. And the first is I'm going to do it. And you're going to watch in that co-pilot seat. Mm-hmm. The second piece is after it's I do, you watch. It's I do, hey, will you help? Mm-hmm. So it's I do, you watch, step one. I do, you help is step two. And then the third phase is actually you're going to do it. I'm going to help. Yep. You're going to lead that Bible study, that small group, that event, and I'm going to help. Yep. And then the last one, we rarely get to this, and this is one of the most rewarding that we long for. <laughs> it's you're going to do it, and I'm going to watch. And that's one of the most rewarding parts right. of discipleship is helping people launch. Yep. And I picture instead of being bored in an airport, they get to actually take the controls mm-hmm. in the cockpit and be a part of God's yeah. great plan. And, you know, I'll just share one last thing. And it's I've probably earlier on in leadership, I aired more towards the if you want to call it seeker sensitive, or I'm (laughs) uber mindful of the first time visitor, first time visitor, first time Mm -hmm. visitor. And for many of our years in young adult ministry, it felt like a constant revolving door. And what I noticed Mm -hmm. is if I prioritize and value the first time guest above the person who's been coming for a year or two or three, that core begins to disengage. And I was always perplexed by that and really frustrated by that. But I think for me, what I needed to do was not lower the bar on how important the visitor was. It was raising the bar on how am I assimilating and retaining Mm -hmm. the people who've been a part. And maybe that's through discipleship, access, opportunities, mentorships, relationships, possibilities. And I, I will close with this thought. It's from Sangram Varji on the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. He shared that um, retention, this kind of applies to what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. He said that like retention is the new reaching. Right. And I think that maybe as we measure success, maybe we could celebrate retention that we're helping people mm-hmm. engage, that we're, we're giving people opportunities to be a part of the passionate core, a part of contagious community, that we're casting vision mm-hmm. for that group to see the importance of the cause that we're right. aiming for of the Great Commission and also the importance of the crowd. But Jesus had his inner circle. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer, our prayer, right, yes. is that for everyone listening is that God would surround you and illuminate those people who need to be a part of that mm-hmm. inner circle to reach the core, the cause, right. the crowd, and the contagious community. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully that was some helpful insight. Uh, If you want to rate and review and subscribe to this podcast, we absolutely love that. So until next time, this is Mike and Joe signing off with Young Adults Today podcast. Feel free to let us know if that was helpful. Send us a DM, a text, Mm -hmm. a message, an email. Go to youngadults.today and give us some feedback of maybe even other questions that you'd like to hear answered. We want to add value to your lives. Have a great day, you guys.
thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm getting judged up right now, yeah.